The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. What's up, everybody? It is Sam Jesse, and I'm here with Obnoxiously Pick Girl. And I got to be honest, I'm I'm really excited to be talking to you, first off. But second, I think Obnoxiously Pittsburgh is how most Virginia Tech fans feel about the Pitt Panthers, for better or worse. Uh, to say that Pittsburgh has been a thorn in the side of the Hokies for about two decades would be an understatement. But it's a great rivalry. It's had some great moments, and we are... I. I think we're in a very much the same situation both this year and for the future of college football. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. And you are part of the the Sickos Committee. I on, am. If you don't know what that is, it's basically all of your favorite parts of the craziness of college football and college basketball just rolled into one. It's phenomenal. If you have Twitter, highly, highly recommend it uh, Sick at Sickos Committee. Uh, they have Sickos Committee, CBB for college basketball. I've been a day one fan, and so the, it's what I love about college football. I could care less about the SEC. I just want to see the Mountain West teams and the Pac-12 after dark. And, and I guess one in three Virginia Tech playing Pittsburgh. <laughs> that is very much up our alley. Uh, we are here for the unconventionally appealing aspects of college football, and this year's Pitt team and this year's Virginia Tech team definitely qualify. Well, let's talk about, before we get to the game, let's let's talk about some of your connections to Pitt and some of the things that you love about uh, the school and the team. So what is your connection to Pittsburgh University? I am an alumna. I am a member of the class of 2017. I was also, I worked for the radio station. I was the only woman in the sports department at WPTS radio. Um, love, love college football, always have, was not raised a Pitt fan. I actually grew up an Auburn fan in central PA, uh, but went to Pitt, loved my four years there um, and just love college football, love the traditions. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think Pittsburgh is one of those schools that's kind of similar to Virginia Tech. It is an urban campus, but a lot of the students come from the same regions as Virginia Tech. It's that the Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, New Jersey area. Although you didn't, a lot of people grew up Pitts fans, so that's awesome. Mm -hmm. You talked about the traditions. What is your favorite Pittsburgh football tradition? Oh, that's hard. There are a lot of underrated pit traditions that people don't always realize exist. I think my favorite one is um, there. Pit has a couple of like spirit songs, fight songs, whatever. One of them okay. is called Hail to Pit, and it includes Pit is the only university that has its official university yell as part of one its one of its spirit songs. So if you are at a pit game, they score a touchdown, you hear a bunch of people scre is screaming Algany Ganak Ganak Ganak. That's what that is, and it is something that nobody knows about unless you're a pit fan, a pit student. You're like in the student section. I've been at games where I'm the only per like road games, or I vividly remember being at the 2017 Miami game, which was the Friday after Thanksgiving. It was the number two Miami upset, but nobody was there because. 
because it was Black Friday, I was the only person in my section just like screaming Algany Ganak 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 at the appropriate moment. Uh, that one's a lot of fun. I also miss, there used to be ketchup bottles um, above the scoreboard at Heinz Field. They are no longer there because it's not called Heinz Field anymore. It'll always mm-hmm. be Heinz Field to me. Yep. Uh, but when the It'll always be Heinz. Yeah, it's pronounced Heinz Field. I don't care what its name is. Um, <laughs> but when Pitt would get into the red zone, they would open the ketchup bottles and it would screen is like stream down onto the screen, and the student section would just like stand there, like they're sh- and like wave their hands, like they're shaking the ketchup bottles. That one's a lot of fun too. That's awesome. Yeah. So I I will full disclosure. I'm also a Cleveland Browns fan. Well, nobody. So suffered. I have seen my teams really suffer at Heinz Field. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's certainly not me. Certainly not me. Um, so you, you talk about the cheer. Uh, Virginia Tech has the, the hokey, hokey, hokey high tech tech VPI. And most people kind of stop it there, but there is a whole rest of the cheer. Solar X, Solar Raw, Polytech, Virginia, Ray Raw, VPI, team, team, team. Nobody ever says that part, but there is like a whole cheer to it. Tech doesn't really do cheers that much. Uh, we just kind of scream. <laughs> it's effective. It's, it's not uh, not very creative of us. Let's, oh, first question that I did want to ask, if you do love traditions, are you a fan of the blue and yellow or the navy and gold? So I was a student during the end of the navy and gold era, the switch to the brief moment in time when Pitt had the script in the navy and gold was like the last two years I was in school. I love the colors, the good colors, the old colors, which are now the current colors. There were some things, I think there's some nostalgia around the Navy and Vegas gold for the basketball team in particular, because that's when the basket, that was the era when the basketball team was really Mm -hmm. good. But for football, mustard and Royal forever. Um, Almost all of the stuff that I have now, except for like my very first pit t-shirt that I got um, is in those, that color set. Shout out to our friends at home field apparel. Um, And it's just, they may, it's so good. Royal and mustard is, is us. Like there are a lot of Navy and blue schools or Navy and blue, Navy and gold schools. Only pit has this yellow and it's so good. Yeah. I think it's, I like when I was little, I thought of like Larry Fitzgerald, in pit in that like really dark colored gold mm-hmm. with the the panther logo that like kind of looked like a panther but you had to really focus mm-hmm. to see that it was an actual panther so that's kind of how i picture pit i think pit basketball will always be the navy and gold to me to completely switch colors is uh, a pretty rare feat for university so I'm, I'm glad the fans seem to like it virginia tech and nike need to figure out the correct shade of maroon let's start there uh the, the maroon on the uniforms now is a little bit purple hmm. but we'll we'll cross that bridge uh when we have a, a a better football team focus on the priorities first so pittsburgh obviously is a really cool town with a, a lot of like t- steep tradition it's old it's got a lot of hole in the wall places what are some of your favorite spots in pittsburgh so in terms of stuff that's on or near campus, first, I would like to take this moment to pour one out for the dearly departed O. Um, the O is on the corner of Forbes and Bouquet, or it was. It was a very famous, very old hot dog shop that actually dated to when Forbes Field was still open. Um, open late, huge mm-hmm. portions of fries, the grimiest bathroom we've ever been in, but great late night food. It was an institution. I'm still sad when I'm on campus and it's, it's a taco place now and it's just not the same so pour one out for the o um and also dearly departed fuel and fuddle uh which was in the same vicinity and also just went out of business my heart uh but my favorite place on campus that's still open is hems hems is a bar built into the bottom 
of uh it's like underneath the main freshman dorms it is again grimy college bar but i love it dearly uh, they are known for shot pitchers so it's like they have a rotating special they're five bucks after 9 p.m or they used to be uh, and like beer pitcher size cocktail lots of ice gummy worms on top very sweet worth it though strong recommend if you're in pittsburgh for a pit game go to hems get the student experience it's worth it uh, i will ask though what is up with french fries on a sandwich it's good i i it's too much it's too much for Manny's is a lot i i will say that i struggle to finish a permani sandwich it is good though i promise also pittsburgh salad with french fries instead of croutons worth trying okay. um last time i was in blacksburg for the Purdue game, I did get an orange effect because it was the orange effect game. I did get that at Hokie House. What is it? I'm not sure, but it's orange and it tastes like orange juice and it comes in a massive stein. So oh, good. Uh, if anyone listening gets to Hokie House soon, get an orange effect. Uh, they don't have a whiteout drink, but they do have a maroon effect, which is the same thing, but instead of orange juice, it's cranberry juice. Mm. So uh, get that next time anyone who's listening is at Hokie House. It's delicious. I will make a note for Just, that note of that for myself if I'm ever down for and, a BT game. So, all right. So let's talk a little bit about the teams, and then we'll talk some sicko stuff. So, first off, I think both of us knew coming into the year our teams wouldn't be that good. But are you a little bit surprised that it's this bad for both teams? I am, and don't take this the wrong way. I am less surprised that VT is this bad. Pitt fans had, no one was expecting the season was going to be 2021, right? But I think Pitt fans had mm. a hope and expectation that Phil Dracovic would be significantly better than he is and significantly better than Keaton Slovis was. And neither of those things are true. Uh, the Pitt fan base was expecting hoping for somewhere between somewhere in the realm of eight and four that is clearly not happening uh so pit, pit fans are definitely feeling let down i think the expectations for vt fans and correct me if i'm wrong were a little bit lower um but again i don't think anybody in the acc is sitting here and was expecting either of these teams to be this bad <laughs> Yeah, I think the teams are, you know, you could see a little bit of regression for Pitt, mm -hmm. but it feels like Narduzzi has built a floor mm -hmm. that is at minimum six and six, most likely seven and five. And to see a Pitt team that like doesn't look like, like look, looks like they'll, with Virginia Tech, you're looking at a team that was trying to find their way on the upward, you know, ascension. And all of a sudden it looks worse than it did last year. So you're like, wait, what's going on? So kind of moving in different directions to the same spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, I think it'll be a really pivotal game for both teams. If they can just kind of shake off some of the early rust, get things going before October starts, I think would be really big. Yeah, I, I agree. I, Pitt was looking a little bit better last I week. I think it's of the Hokies because they just do not play well in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when the last VT game at VT was. Was that, that would have been 2021. Um, yeah. Hmm. But I, I just remember, I think the 2019 game was the overtime game. I remember driving, I was driving somewhere and just being so angry that Pitt couldn't get six inches. <laughs> this game is always weird. And I think no matter what, it's going to be weird. <laughs> 
Yeah, I did not pretty styles of football. And I think there's two programs who have kind of built themselves on winning with not so pretty styles of football. But that can also come to bite you in the butt. And we see that this year with both teams, where if you're reliant on good defense and running the ball, when one of those things doesn't go well, it can go downhill really, really quickly. So both teams will be looking to right the ship. Uh, let's talk about the kind of the future of college football and where Pitt fits into that, because I think Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh are in very similar situations where they have fan support, a history of winning, might not be at the top of their game right now. And in terms of TV market, in terms of revenue, all that stuff, important enough to be in the conversation, but not one of the hot topics. Do you feel the anxiety? that a lot of fans across the country feel that Pitt might be left behind in the future of college football when we go to the kind of mega conference SEC and Big Ten? Yeah, a little bit, um, particularly because I don't see Penn State allowing Pitt into the Big Ten if they can help it because they really, really don't want to play us. Um, yes, that's right, Penn State fans. Not that you're listening. I said you're scared. Um <laughs> But I, I, I'm feeling a little bit better um, right now as to compared to earlier in the summer when the Pac-12 was falling apart and everybody was like, oh, no, because the ACC did manage to pick up some teams out of that. I do still think that we should have taken Washington State and Oregon State, too. I feel bad and I want an excuse to go and just like eat all of the cheese. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, I think fans of most teams are feeling some sort of existential dread about conference realignment. It's still, it felt so, I was at the Cincinnati game. I drove out to Pittsburgh for it. And it was so, so weird to see them run onto the field with the big 12 flag. Like this just feels bad and wrong. Um, I do think that there's, you know, if, if, when the ACC goes, I do kind of think that the big 12 is in a, like a decent position and I could see them getting even bigger and sort of like the pipe dream, but like, maybe it'll happen is we're just going to make the big 12 East, the big East again. And we've got West Virginia mm -hmm. and Virginia tech and all the old big East friends. Um, that is what I would like to see. Um, but yeah, I don't really see Pitt. And I, I, I mean, I, it would be great if Pitt was in the big 10, but I, the, the biggest 10, uh, but I, I don't really see Penn State allowing that. So we'll find out. Yeah, I, I think that's, I hadn't heard that before in terms of just thinking of the Big 12 East and like as the old Big East, because I know they don't want to do divisions now, but you would kind of pseudo create your own division by, hey, we're going to have these schools travel the mm -hmm. least. Like we're not going to make Pittsburgh go play Utah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think both Virginia Tech and Pitt are, if football is important enough at those institutions that they'll find a way in to whatever the highest level of football is. Mm -hmm. um, neither school has ever been, and this is important for Virginia Tech and Pitt fans and a lot of fans, never been at the top of college football. Like neither school has been at the top of the SEC. Neither school has been one of the big state schools in the Big Ten. Like it's it's you're not falling anywhere. You're still mm -hmm. where the programs are at and have succeeded on a national level in the past. So it's okay. It'll, it'll work out, but what it'll look like, I have absolutely no idea. And, and I think it is sad because with sickos, a lot of what you guys do is bring to light a lot of the schools that aren't brought to light in the big media and a lot of the storylines and a lot of the games that a lot of people don't pay attention to. And it seems like those are the games and those are the teams that are being pushed away. And I think you and I feel the same about college football. 
that's what we love about college football is those moments in those games. Yeah, absolutely. That If I wanted to watch the NFL, I would watch the NFL. I'm not watching the NFL. Well, I mean, I watch the Steelers now because I got a root for my son, Kenny Pickett. But like, I was <laughs> never a Steelers fan. I was never an NFL fan. Um, I love college football because it is regional and weird and consolidating it into two mega conferences where we're all like, oh, Ohio State, Alabama is a conference game now. Like, ew. That's that's not what I'm here for. I mean, it is it is great to see the really high level teams play, but like I want things like 2016 Pitt Clemson to happen too. And when you condense all of the big name teams, you get an NFL schedule where everybody's seven and seven, but like, oh, everyone's so good. That's that's not what this sport is. And I feel like TV execs don't necessarily understand what the fans actually want. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I tell people all the time if Ole Miss and Arkansas are 17 and 18 in the country and I can choose watching that or watching Colorado state at Boise state in a rivalry game, that's way more interesting to me. Like Mm -hmm. just because these teams are maybe ranked high or have the highest recruits doesn't mean that there's interesting storylines to the game. It doesn't mean that those games are more meaningful than another game somewhere else. And so I think if uh, we collectively as college football fans pay attention to those schools because one, they need your attention. And two, it shows that people care ab- about those schools and those rivalries and the storylines and, and all of it. It's, it's awesome. Look at the Pac-12 this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best conference in the country. Yeah, It's incredible. Watch a Washington game. They're playing a different sport than Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh this year. It's totally different. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had the opportunity to see a Washington game because I always end up falling asleep on my couch. Um, but they, yeah, it's, it's, it is really sad to see the Pac-12 finally be really good and that it's dying this year. I am really hoping that Washington State, um, having won the unofficial Pac-2 con- or champion- conference championship game last week, I'm really hoping that they can make some noise, make the tw- Pac-12 championship game and go, you know, send the conference out in style um because they they don't deserve the hand that they're getting dealt um Mm -hmm. wazoo is like i've never been to washington state but they are just so likable and i have always rooted for them a little bit um so it's it's i hope that they get a life raft because you know the mountain west is great and all of that but man it's just rough to see them get left out like oof yeah, it is rough. You feel for those fans and, and for people who invest so much into those universities and, and the programs. And you hope, though, that they can figure out something with the Mountain West and keep that, that regionality and keep those rivalries and, and put together a great product. I think they will, uh, but it'll take time and it'll take money. And most importantly, let's talk about this game. It's disgusting. It's vile. Tech is playing a whiteout. We don't need a whiteout. We're not Penn State. We don't want a whiteout. I don't own any white Virginia Tech stuff. It's after Labor Day. I don't need to wear, I'm not supposed to wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> Somebody's got to win, right? Maybe. One would imagine. Maybe we'll just go to 75 bazillion overtimes. It's possible. I, 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 that's going to be too late for me. That's The six overtime UNC game was absolutely brutal for the next couple days after that. One of the best wins I've ever seen in my life. But it ruined me for about three days. I believe it, man. What is it with UNC and overtime? Yeah, I, I think games? it's yeah, and I think again, you have two teams that are really desperate for a win and, and need to figure out something on offense. 
what gives you the impression that Pitt can right the ship in this game? Pitt looked better on offense last Saturday mm-hmm. in Phil Dracovic as of this year adjusted terms in the first half. They led UNC for a while. Um, Phil was throwing and was reasonably on target. He did go out at halftime with an undisclosed injury. Pat Narduzzi announced today that he knows who's starting on Saturday, but we don't get to know. So mm-hmm. we'll see who comes out. Um, Christian Bayer played in the second half and was okay. Not also not great um, against UNC, but Pitt special teams has blocked a punt um, for two weeks in a row. There was a blocked punt against West Virginia and a blocked punt against UNC. I think if the, the defense has done an admirable job, I think if the defense can start making the turnover and special teams can start making the turnovers that they create into points, that is something that could be helpful. You know, steal a page from Virginia textbook um, and start playing a little bit of Beamer ball because God knows the offense is not getting it done. Well, the Hokies need some Beamer ball. They've had troubles turning turnovers into points as well. I think Pitt defensively, they lost so much talent. We knew there was going to be a bit of a drop-off, but UNC is going to score a lot of points on everybody. Still Mm -hmm. looked pretty good against West Virginia, looked decent against Cincinnati. I think the Hokies will struggle to score points like they always do, but I think there's a little more opportunity than there was against Marshall. Marshall's a really good defense, uh, and they have been for a few years. So I think both offenses will feel like they can maybe score some points. I think, yeah, like you said, great football minds think alike. I think this will come down to some special teams and some big defensive plays. Uh, Neither offense is going to be consistent, so you have to find other ways to move the football. We'll see what the Hokies can do. Uh, A healthy Tucker Holloway returning punts would be great for the Hokies, but also make some field goals. Play the field position game. You're going to have to do that in order to win when you can't score a lot of points. Prediction for the game? Uh, I'm going to make you give a score too. Uh, prediction Currently, for the- Pittsburgh's favored by two and a half, I believe. Yes. Sure. Uh, score prediction three, two. <laughs> so the Hokies cover. Let's go. <laughs> um, you might be right. You might be right. I, uh, I'm going to go, you know what? I, we haven't seen Virginia tech win an ACC game since week two under Brent Pry last year. We haven't seen them win a power. We've seen them. I think uh, that was their only FBS win that they've had in in the last year and a half. So uh, I'm going to go 20 to 17 pit. I need to see it from the Hokies first. I need to see that they can score three touchdowns. This team has struggled to score three touchdowns in the last two and a half, like last two years, pretty much need to see the Hokies do it. Um, I think they'll play better, but do they play well enough? That's that's the question. All right. Somebody will win. Best of luck to both teams. Where can people find you and, and sickos on Twitter and whatever other podcast mm-hmm. networks, anything else you got to plug? Yeah, I can personally be found on Twitter at the underscore OPG underscore. I'm also on Blue Sky at opg.vsky.social. Um, Sickos Committee can be found at, at Sickos Committee on Twitter and also sickoscommittee.bsky.social on Blue Sky. Um, we were born and raised in the Moon Crew Discord, which was a side project, COVID related project of the folks from the Shutdown Fullcast and Split Zone Duo. 
Um, we do have a Patreon that will drop you into the group chat that we are into the Sickos Committee channel that still lives inside that Discord. Um, so check us out there if you want to join us and rank teams and do talk about all the weird stuff we see on Saturday. Um, those are most of the places you can find us. We also have a Substack. We have a podcast where podcasts are found. I am a regular on that podcast. It's a good time. We try to be anywhere college football fans are. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and I, I I can't believe I didn't ask this. This was on my list. So I know Penn State, the Nittany Lions. Mm-hmm. Nittany is a mountain next to campus, and the line is like a mountain lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastern mountain lions, unfortunately, the species is extinct. So they're an extinct animal mascot, which is kind of cool. The Pitt Panthers. Mm-hmm. Is the panther also supposed to be a mountain lion? Yes. The panther and the Nittany lion, Vermont is the catamount. All the same species, puma concolor. Um, you are correct. The the puma, mountain lion, cougar, whatever you want to call it, is no longer in the wild in Pennsylvania. Um, but it was once upon a time, which is how both we and Penn State got secretly kind of the same mascot, but not really. Don't say that out loud because it makes everyone I can't upset. Be- so in I am part-time college football nerd, part-time animal nerd. Mm-hmm. And to see those two like come together, me, I don't know how I've never thought of that. <laughs> so I am, I am very. That just made my night. That just made my night. That two bitter rivals have the same mascot. I think mm-hmm. that's very funny. <laughs> that's very funny. All right. Well, we will end it on that note. Thank you so much for joining, and best of luck this weekend and the rest of the season. We both need it. Yeah. Likewise. I hope your retinas don't get burned too badly on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, a few a few drinks and uh, some good times and, and we'll be fine. Yeah, I'm a toy that you love, yeah, you want more of it, yeah.